0: Hey guys, welcome to my series of podcast episodes about what? How? Um, My goal with these episodes is going to be to try to explain to you what a certain comprehensible input strategy is and how to implement it in your classrooms. I hope they're helpful for you. Hello, my friends. I wanted to share with you today an idea That maybe you'll be able to try out this year that might give you a little break from being on to finish out the school year. Or if you're already done, I'm jealous of you, or close to being done, maybe you can save this in your back pocket for next school year. So today I want to talk to you about Smash Doodles. Um... This is not my original idea. It's something that I've seen used in different subject areas and I've seen used in the Comprehensible Input community, specifically when it comes to kind of reading a class novel and using it as a way to summarize information from a chapter. Now, Smash Doodles can be done in a couple of different ways. They can be done as kind of like a note-taking process and technique while students are reading. Um, I like to use them as more of a project type assessment instead of... I guess it's not really an authentic assessment because they're kind of working on stuff, but it still allows them to reread text, get additional input, kind of analyze that input, process it, and produce something that is neat and fun and takes the pressure off you as a teacher and lets them get a little bit artistic. So I'm just going to talk you through the way that I've used Smash Doodles. I'm not claiming that this is the best way. I'm not claiming that this is the only way. Um, If you search on Google and even within the Comprehensible Input community or on Facebook groups, you'll see posts and differing ideas, Um, so please don't feel that I'm saying that it's my way or the highway, but the way that I've used Smash Studios before, the main way I've used them in the last couple of years has been in relation to reading Senior Wooly graphic novels with my students, and I've approached them in a couple of different ways. So I have done them with multiple graphic novels as a way to do kind of a character analysis, of a character from the graphic novel. So if you're familiar with La Casa de la Dentista, which is one of Senor Willie's graphic novels, I had the students choose one of the characters and I listed which options they were. And I did the same for the Mayamo Victor graphic novels. And I had them pick out which character they wanted to analyze. And then I gave them a rubric that had the items listed that I wanted from them. So they needed the title of the book, they also needed the, you know, who the character was that they were writing about. Then they needed to include a three to five sentence kind of summary of that character. And now, for example, in Me Jamo Victor, because it's like five shorter chapters long, when you use the online graphic novels, it's. That's a lot of content, right? I had the students focus on, like, how the character changed from the beginning to the end or what the character was like and what they were like now at the end of the novel. Um, for La Casa de la Dentista, I just basically had them do character descriptions. And I really had them just emphasize, you know, three to five sentences. And you could make it however long you think your students are capable of writing and what would fit on, and I use just regular sheets of paper, if you had... 11 by 14 pages or parts of a poster board or something you wanted them to use, this could be a really cool larger project. Um, So I had them write the summary about the character in the target language, and then I also had them find quotes from the book that either the character said or that were said about the character to add emphasis to who that character was. Um, I also had them draw and include three to five images that, again, applied to that character and what they were trying to prove, so to speak, in their description. So if they were trying to say, you know, that someone had changed a lot from the beginning to the end, you know, I encourage them to include pictures showing that, showing that change um, and displaying the different things that they discussed in their summary, the details they thought were important that they wanted to talk about. So that's the bulk of the content. It's the description, the quotes, the... Oh, and then personal reactions. So the students had to come up with reactions, their own reaction to that character. And I gave them sentence starters, things like, it surprised me that, or I learned that, or I already knew that. Um, or it bothered me that, and then they just kind of filled in their reactions. They had to include two of those. And that was the bulk of the content on the Smash Doodle. I also had students pull out three to five vocabulary words that they either defined in writing or with pictures on their Smash Doodle somewhere, and they kind of put it all together to create this fun, interesting piece of artwork, but that also shows that they have understood this character and they've pulled out the important details, they've written about it, and then they, you know, colored it in and made it look nice also. So that's one way that I've done Smash Doodles. And if you, like I said, if you do a search on Smash Doodles, I think sometimes they're called Smash Books when you put multiple of them together. Like if you had the students create a ma- Smash Doodle for each chapter of a of a book, um, then that might be a more of a Smash book instead of a smash doodle. And I've also done it where I have the students do a smash doodle about what they felt was an important event from the story or from that chapter. Um, So when I did Mayamo Victor and we just did chapter one, the first part of the first book, I had the students pull out what they thought was you know, one of the most important events or most interesting parts of the story. And then they wrote a summary about it. They included quotes surrounding it. They included images for it. Um, And then those vocabulary words again. And I just modified kind of how much they needed to include, um, depending on what I felt was realistic for their language level, as well as for what I was asking them to cover. When they were doing a description of their character, they had pages and pages and pages to work from, right? Um, But if it was like a moment, I didn't feel like they needed to have quite as much, quite as much information in Spanish. So you can make those changes. Um, But like I said, if you look online, you'll find a bunch of examples. Um, If you're in the Senior Wooly group, um, if you search my name, Caitlin Leppert, or you search Smash Doodle, I think you'll find actually what I've posted that I've used for projects before, and I've posted student examples and things like that. Um, hopefully this summer I can get a blog post together on them and include all that information in there for you. But I just wanted to share in case you're ending the year with um, with a, a project or activity or you just need a couple days off. Um, I've had some students that could sit and work for five days straight in class on the Smash Doodle, making it beautiful, amazing, like incredible. And some students takes a day and a half. So, you know, kind of figure out who your audience is. If you have a very artistic class, this would be a great option for them. Um, You could even do it with a song, right? They could make a smash doodle for a song where they, like I'm thinking specifically about a Senior Wooly song. They could write a short description in Spanish saying what happens. They could write down, you know, pull two or three lyrics from the song that really, really emphasize the main idea of that song. They could pull images from it. Um, even if you had a a different song that you've been working with in class, you could, again, have students analyze it somehow. They could write a personal reaction to it. Um, they could pull out lyrics. They could draw images of what that song kind of speaks of or says. It's a different way to interpret and work with text. And it applies, you know, and it's a different way to to share their to share their artistic skills. Um, I never ever grade on how good their drawings are. However, I do challenge them to use colors effectively, use the space on the paper effectively, things that they can control, knowing the varying degrees of artistic levels I have in class. Um, But I really encourage you to try out having the students do a smash doodle and taking a day or two off to let them work and... Just letting them have a little more of artistic fun. I always have a lot of kids like, well, where should I put the pictures on the page? And I'm like, ooh, you can do that yourself. They're like, but I don't know how to organize it. Well, what do you think would look good? What do you think you would like to look at? And I show them examples. I have a whole, like, slideshow that I have that's like, what is a Smash Doodle? And it lays out kind of the requirements and shows images of previous projects that students have turned in that were done really well. Um, And I really... Just encourage them to do what they feel is how they want to express it. As long as they meet the requirements of the rubric, it doesn't necessarily matter to me how they get there. So I have some students who will literally break up their paper into like comic, graphic novel type, you know, boxes, you know, like squares from comics And I had one student who did that on both the smash doodles that he did this year. And he set them up the exact same way. But guess what? He met the requirements. He included everything he needed. It looked great. That's how he organized it. Then I had other students who broke up their summary in different parts of the page. And then, unfortunately, I couldn't really follow what they were trying to say. So I had to take a point off when it talked about, you know, the different parts and including them all because I couldn't even tell what it was. Um... And they will they will kind of learn these things and best ways to share information and get their points across. And all of these things are some skills that they'll need necessarily in life. And I feel like I'm going on a tangent here, and I promise I'll finish up soon, but I feel like sometimes what I do, and especially as teaching middle school students, although I'm sure high school students and elementary students could benefit from this as well, is sometimes the things that we do in class are not always just about the language, Right. Sometimes it's about teaching them skills that they're going to need to be successful human beings. Um, so like decision-making skills, um, following directions, all that kind of stuff. And I try really, really, really hard to make sure that their grades are emphasized and reflect their their abilities and performance in the different modes of Spanish. Um, but every once in a while, I like to throw these things in to help them Number one, give them an opportunity to do something different. Number two, gives me an opportunity to not be on, quote unquote, that day. Um, And number three, to teach them some of these skills, time management, following directions, um, making decisions, all of these other things that aren't necessarily the most prominent in a language class, right? So I hope that you will consider thinking about how Smash Doodles could possibly fit into your current teaching and what you do and if there's a way that you could pull them in in a way to allow students to express express themselves react to some sort of content and do something a little bit different than what they're used to if you try it out let me know how it goes I'd love to hear about it